And we're entering into a season now that uh, it's our Christmas season in Sunday school. I invite you to come out and be in Sunday school with us. Brother Randy did a fine job this morning of taking us through that and uh, working on uh, Luke. Started in chapter 1 and then we're up to chapter 2 now. But if it wasn't for Jesus, there'd be no church this morning. You could be doing what you want. Actually, you can do that anyway. He don't make you do anything. But we wouldn't have what we have. We wouldn't have the close fellowship of people that we have. Last night was a wonderful night at the banquet. Everybody was able to make it out. That was some good cooking. Miss B certainly is recovering because she ate as much as I did almost. She did good. I'm picking on you. But if it wasn't for Jesus, none of this would be going on. We wouldn't be celebrating Christmas. They'd find another way to make some money. Looks like Alyssa's got a hold of Sweetie's phone, so. <laughs> you ain't got to run away, Sweetie. Just sit there and take care of it. It'll be fine. We're in church. We're all family. We love each other. <laughs> but, you know, the coming of Jesus is everything. He did go to the cross, and we're going to cover that in about April, about uh, his redemption and what was done at the cross for us but there wouldn't have been a cross if there hadn't been a birth he had to be born and, and what, what is the best thing that I get is, and we all get it on our Christmas cards we get Isaiah out, out of that off of our, on our Christmas cards we all send out the Christmas cards but you, you realize when you read that what you're reading about 700 years, somewhere in that neighborhood, I won't argue with you over the dates because I think they're still probably guesstimating as best they can, but about 700 years, somewhere in that neighborhood, before Jesus was ever born, Isaiah prophesied that he would be. Now that's a mighty God that we serve in it. He's telling you what's coming. He's telling you the plan that he's got. And he's also letting you know tomorrow, if it comes, he's got it in his hands. He could see 700 years ahead. As a matter of fact, he go all the way back to Genesis. He done laid that plan out. Told you how it was going to work out. He said, you're going to need a Savior, and I'm coming to you. How many of you believe this morning that Jesus came to you? God came to you. We got to have that. That's our testimony, and that's what we need to let this world know. This world needs to know about Jesus. There are some that call, and I hear them do this, some of the greatest times or some of the greatest moments in the world or the history of the world, and they'll name over all kinds of things. Different nations come into power. Uh, I've even heard it, you know, like, like during Olympics and during, during sporting events, people will throw that out. Uh, men went to the moon. The technology that we have today, people go on and on and on about it. And it is something. It, it's, pretty, it's something that you can set with a little old phone and, and get a hold of somebody if they'll answer. Oh, by the way, Sister Francis, your message came in about two hours after you called me yesterday. So I did get it. I was down at Faith Christian for Miss Laney's service and... I didn't have service on that, so it never came through, but, but it came through. 
And right now, if I had service in here, I could get a hold of Jeff and them on the way to Ohio. I could get a hold of anybody, anywhere around the world. If they have service, we can communicate. There are some great events, but the greatest event that ever happened, the greatest moment in the history of mankind was the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, the world don't want us to know that. The world don't want people to know that. The world don't want us celebrating that. I'm not going to get into the fight over happy holidays, Merry Christmas. I'm going to say Merry Christmas. I love Jesus, and I'm going to have every chance that I can to be able to lift his name up. Maybe it'll open a door for somebody that don't know, because I'm telling you, folks, there are people in this world that do not know. They've never heard the gospel. Living in our nation, living in our community, there are people that don't know. They've heard about prayer. Well, I'm praying for you. I'm glad you're praying, but to whom are you praying? If you don't know Jesus Christ, then your prayers might as well pray to that plant right there because it has to be through him and by him to him. That's how we talk to God. And we got the testimonies all around this church of how God has moved and worked. Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now, folks, that's the zeal of the Lord of hosts. Jesus was born. We're going to talk about that a little bit this morning. The greatest Christmas gift, the very first Christmas gift, was God's gift at Christmas when he wrapped himself in human flesh and came to this earth. Best gift ever. I don't care if you buy somebody ten cars for Christmas this year, you better hope that they know about Jesus because you're doing them no favors unless you can tell them about Jesus Christ and about his saving grace. Give them the gospel. Amen? Sitting around your homes this year with your children around, small children particularly, because I'm going to tell you now, there's a world out there that's trying to tell them otherwise. And if you don't tell them, who will? So we need to be talking about Jesus. We need to tell about the gospel, how he got here, why he got here. And maybe, just maybe, we can start gathering some families. Maybe, just maybe, when we start getting into Jesus, we can get to some of the stuff we've been preaching on the last two months. Maybe some of that starts coming into our hearts. Maybe, just maybe, there's a change that happens in our atmosphere, in our families, in our communities, among our friends. Got to have Jesus. So the best Christmas gift of all was him being born. A child is born, as I think is how they say it. But I want you to know that Jesus did not have his beginning in Bethlehem. Go to John chapter 1, starting in verse 1. A lot of y'all quote this. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Do you see that? And you say, how in the world is He Word? I'm going to tell you what this is. I want to read this to you. A word is an expression of a thought, an expression of an idea. Jesus Christ is called the Word of God because He is the expression of God. Jesus articulates God. And therefore, He's called the Word of God, the expression of God. Just like my words right now, I'm expressing my ideals, my thoughts. Right now while I'm in the pulpit, I'm praying it's God's thoughts and not mine. Jesus coming in the flesh was God's way of articulating himself to us. So he is the word. I know that kind of sounds weird when you call somebody word. But he is the word. He is God in the flesh. And he is God, by the way. Everything that God is, Jesus is. Everything that God has, Jesus has. Everything that God does, Jesus does. The Word was with God and the Word is God. The Word Jesus. Jesus. He was the one that spoke the world into existence. Do you understand that this morning, brothers and sisters? He was the one that spoke this world into existence. Everything you see, all the stuff that science has come up with and been able to figure out, doctors have been able to figure out things to do, scientists learn all this stuff, all of this comes together because he had the knowledge in the very beginning and put it together. It's not new science, we're just now catching up with God. We're able to learn some things. Because all things were made by him, by the word. And without him, there was nothing made that was made. The deer we've been hunting, the rock I fell on last week, none of that would have been made if it wasn't for Jesus. Spoken into existence. And he is God. Titus chapter 2 verse 13. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see that? Jesus is God, the great God, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, the Scripture lets us know who He is. John 20 and 28. Remember when Thomas, he, he wanted to touch Him, he said, My Lord and my God. There's not a separation that's there. Jesus is the Word. He is God in the flesh. And He came to this earth so that we could know who God is, learn God's ways, and actually get an example of how we're to walk. We need to be like Jesus, amen? Can you imagine a world where, you know, he's the Prince of Peace? Can you imagine a world where Jesus actually is Lord in somebody's life? Think about it. I'm not saying he's not Lord in your life. That's between you and the Holy Spirit to work out. There wouldn't be no more fussing. Can you imagine that? Jesus ain't going to fuss with himself. That day is coming, I heard somebody say. Oh, yes, that day is certainly coming. We're going to cover that here in just a second. 
Can you actually imagine a world where he is ruling in our hearts, in our minds? He's ruling in this world. He's putting it all together. He's always been God. He always will be God. A billion years from now, the word's never going to change. Jesus is never going to change, and he will still be the word. I want you to think about this for a minute. You ever went to a place where you heard, uh, well, we was in Paraguay, and, and we could pick up a little bit. If we went for Charlie and Amadis and some of the others, we could have not communicated with these folks. So we, you go to these places, or maybe you go to a store or a restaurant, and you hear people talking in a foreign language, you haven't a clue what they're saying. It sounds like gibberish. That's the same thing with God. Well, I'm trying to get this picture to you. See, God lives outside of our realm. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. We have a hard time understanding things about God, so God says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to come and be a translator. So he put on flesh so that now we can see. Do you understand? Did I get that picture painted okay for you this morning? If it wasn't for Jesus, we would never understand anything about the Word of God. We'd never understand anything about God, but he is the one that came. So I guess a good way of saying it is he was translated. He translated who God is just by coming in the flesh. That's what he did. The little baby in the manger is the great God of Genesis 1. In the beginning. Who? What did he do? You say, well, I don't know if I can understand all of that. Brothers and sisters, I'd be worried for you if you did say you understood it all. Because the Bible teaches us something in 1 Timothy 3.16, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. The mystery of God is hard for us to wrap our minds around. And folks, the miracle of the ages, every miracle, we've got miracles we've testified about, but the miracle of the ages is the fact that Jesus was born. The way the Bible said, the way that we find out about it, Isaiah 7 and 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, he told us what was going to happen. I will give you a sign. Has he ever given us any signs before? Well, he did here. Maybe he's given you some signs as you walk through your life. Maybe he's given you something, but you've got to be able to catch it. You see, those people back then when Jesus was born couldn't catch it. Some of them did. Some of them got it. Most of them didn't. It didn't make sense. They couldn't understand that. You might ask the question, how can a virgin conceive? It's impossible. That's exactly what Mary said, didn't she? The angel came to her and said, you're going to have a baby. She said, how can this be? I've never known a man before. How, how can this happen? He goes on to tell her in Luke chapter 1 and verse 37, with God... 
all things are possible. I want you to know today with God, no matter where you're at, what you're dealing with, all things are possible. Amen? That's a good place to get something down in your spirit because it makes us look at the outlook a little bit different because with God, all things are possible. You see, when you tell me that you have a difficulty believing in the virgin birth, do you know what you're really saying? You're having difficulty in believing in God. You're having difficulty believing in God. Our world that we live in today is having difficulty believing in God. We live in what we call a Christian nation. I'm going to say baloney. You can join me with that if you want. That's fine. I'll stand by myself. It's okay. It's baloney. Because if we lived in a Christian nation, we wouldn't be wondering when boys are born with boys' parts whether or not they're a boy or a girl. Am I right? If we lived in a Christian nation, we wouldn't be killing babies by the millions every year, would we? No, we wouldn't. If we were a Christian nation, it wouldn't be a question as to whether or not guys can like guys and girls can like girls. Would it? Therefore, I'm going to stand in this pulpit and tell you today, we do not live in a Christian nation. Because if we did, we'd be standing up for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And it didn't matter if we got fired. It didn't matter if they throwed us in jail. We would be proclaiming the truth from the rooftops. We'd be making something known. We'd be out reaching people in love and letting them know just who Jesus is. Do we still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost? Does it take a great orator to bring people to Christ? No, no, it don't take a great orator. I don't care who you are, how you put your pants on one leg at a time. The only one that's going to save somebody is the Holy Spirit. And that's when he moves upon them. The only one that's going to be able to change somebody when they get something wrong in their heart is the Holy Spirit. He's the only one that can do it. I could go skipping across the stage and it might make you excited, but I want the Lord Jesus Christ to make you excited this morning. I want Him to be the one that turkles your heart. I want Him to be the one that will show us the light, that will show us the things. But we live in a world that tells us it's impossible for a woman who's never been with a man to conceive a baby and give birth. And I'm telling you, scientifically, that's true. But with God... All things are possible. He said it in his word. That's how it was going to happen. That's how it did happen. Amen. So when we're going around Christmas this year, understand what we're celebrating. It's not iPads and iMacs and cars and toys. It's no. It's Jesus. We got to hang on to Jesus Christ. Our nation is slipping quickly out of our hands. Our communities and our families are quickly slipping out of our hands because Jesus has never been made Lord. Now there's something wrong with that, isn't it? Jesus made Lord by who? I've said it from the pulpit standing here before. Won't you come and make Jesus Lord of your life? I've done that. I missed the point. It ain't about what I got to say. He's already Lord whether I get it or not. 
He's already Lord whether you invite him in or not. He's already Lord. He was in the beginning. He is going to be in the end. He knows the front to the back. He knows the beginning to the end. He's got it all. He is already Lord whether we get it or not. Amen. There are going to be people that's going to stand before him someday and he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew who you were. You never had a relationship with me. Maybe you did do 50 Christmas plays and you got your lines right and you had a voice of glory. But if you don't know who Jesus is, it doesn't mean anything. Someday you'll be like Sister Norma's mama and you'll be in the funeral home and I'm going to tell you now, before that day comes, if Jesus has not been Lord of your life, game's up, folks. Game's up. You see, it's impossible scientifically for a virgin to give birth but folks if we discount the virgin birth we take away the cornerstone of our faith amen we take that away it goes away it's the greatest event in human history it's the birth of Jesus Christ God knew what he was going to do knew that he could do it he worked it out that way See, if you doubt the virgin birth, the humanity of Jesus, the deity of Jesus, that he is God, you have a difficulty, folks. Because you have a difficulty with the character of God. You have a difficulty with the word of God. I've taught before, we can't take this word and make it what we want. Oh, we'll leave this out. We'll bend this this way. This is what I want. We cannot do that. Otherwise, we're going to be serving a false god. Am I right on that? Amen? We made him up in our mind. Well, he's got pieces of the Bible, but he's got to have all of the Bible because all of him's him. You can't take a piece of Jesus away. He's all of it. And, and, and if we have that difficulty with the word, we're in a bad place. Because the Bible plainly teaches he was born of a virgin. Not a young woman. No, he was born of a virgin. If you got problems with the word and the character of God, then don't we have problems with Mary? I mean, if the Bible's not true, Jesus wasn't born of a virgin, then she was a harlot. Am I right? She wasn't married. That would make her a harlot. The way the Bible speaks, the way the Bible teaches. She had a baby out of wedlock. So if we don't believe in that, then we're starting to see everything will start to crumble. You see, if Jesus was born of a man and somebody just conjured up a story so Mary's character would be okay, then we have now a descendant of man a descendant of Adam who is just like you and me who has a sin nature. Therefore, there can be no sinless man go to the cross if we don't believe in the virgin birth. Has to happen. And the resurrection. Be no resurrection without the birth, though. And so many, we don't want to, people don't want to be getting into Christmas. They don't want to, 
oh, well, let's keep all this Christmassy stuff away. Folks, if it wasn't for Jesus, there would be no Christmas. Christ. Christ must. There would be no Jesus. There would be no Christmas. He had to be born of a virgin. But if you have difficulty with the word, and you have difficulty with Mary and her character, and if you have difficulty with the character of Jesus, and you don't believe in the virgin birth, then there's a problem in your character. Because the Bible says, he that believeth that I am God, uh, who does not believe in God, makes him a liar. We've got a nation today, and I hope we don't have any churches and pastors teaching this, but we've certainly got a nation today that is standing up every time that we celebrate something about Jesus Christ and more or less says, God is a liar. Let's remember that this Christmas season when we're sitting around with our families. Alyssa's cute. She ain't catching all this. She's a little bitty thing. Danny and Allie, she's a gift from God. Y'all got to make sure at some point in her life she gets this. She's getting more than you think, too, by the way. She ain't. Kids ain't just part-time smart. You ever heard that? Oh, they're so smart, and then all of a sudden you go whispering something over. Well, they don't know. Well, what are they, dumb or not? <laughs> Is it smart or not? Kids catch more than you think. They get it. They get it all. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. And folks, if he's made him a liar, then there's no hope of heaven. We have to have the birth of Jesus Christ from a virgin. You see, God took and wrapped himself in, in flesh. Had he not done that, there would be no salvation for you and me. Oh, that's a good message right there. The devil's already defeated at Calvary. You ain't got to worry about that at all. Oh, the devil's been bothering me. Remember what I taught you the other week? Something's in your life. God allowed it to happen because he's developing our character. Amen? So he wants to come in here and stop all this and try to make me look foolish. I can do that all by myself. I don't need the devil to do that. I can do that all by myself. But I can tell you this. He came the first time to redeem us. And he's going to come again, by the way, right? To rule and reign. Ain't that what the Bible teaches? It was prophesied that he would come to redeem us, and it happened. It's prophesied that he will come to rule and reign. It ain't happened yet, but it's coming. Amen? Don't that excite you this morning to know that he is coming? He's got a wonderful name. A wonderful name. The wonderful name of Jesus. Anybody know what Jesus means? Yeah, that's right. God saves. Jehovah saves. That's exactly what it means. Jehovah saves. Matthew 1 and 21. Now here's the thing. Mary didn't come up with that name. 
And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. She got direction from heaven on what to name her baby. We sat around for months and sometimes weeks after a baby's born trying to figure out what we're going to call him. She knew before she even knew she was pregnant. This is what you're going to call him. This is going to be his name. That lets us know our God is sovereign. He's in control. He is the great I am. Amen. He stood in the garden and he, they said, Who's Jesus? I am is what he said. The Bible says I am he, but that little he on the back was added so we could understand it in English. He more or less just said, I am. And they fell back. Almighty God, all-powerful God stood in the garden and was taking capture. Why? Because he volunteered. You know why he volunteered? Because he loves us. He loves each and every one of us. He loves mankind. He loves the people that don't know him yet. He loves the people that love him and have drifted away from him. He loves the people that are serving him every day. Every human being that's ever been born, he loves them and he wants them to have communion with him. He wants them to be rejoined with him. That's why Jesus came. But folks, the greatest event that ever happened was the fact that he was born of a virgin. But he has that wonderful name. He's called Counselor. Now folks, I've sat into some counseling sessions since I've been pastoring with some folks. More of them than not have not gone so well, but we've always prayed that the Holy Spirit lead us. Some of them have gone really well. But we need his counsel. Amen? He's the wonderful counselor. He'll work through you and I. He works into his word, through his word. That's what we find. We got too many people today not wanting to be a stand-up for Jesus and say, okay, here I am. Use me. We won't want to have the hard conversation. We won't want to have to say what needs to be said so somebody gets out of the junk that they're in. We don't want to do that. I've had those conversations, and a lot of them haven't ended well. A lot of those people ain't sitting here today. I don't say that with pride. I say that with hunger and hurt in my heart because they refused to receive Jesus. That's a hard place to be, isn't it? We're not building a country club here. No, we're trying to build a church of people that's going to follow Jesus. Folks, can I tell you something? When Jesus comes into your life, he's going to bend us and he's going to mold us and he's going to shape us. He's going to do what he can. And sometimes it might hurt a little bit, but we've got to let him come in and call him, not just say that he's Lord, but actually let him be Lord. He already is whether we get it or not. But we've got to let him come in and do something in our lives. Wonderful Counselor. I went to a ball game yesterday and saw a young man, and I do not want you reading into what I'm about to say. Please. But this goes on the subject of what we was, I was talking about earlier. There are male cheerleaders, aren't there? You ever been to college football games? You know, they're the guys that help to lift the ladies up, and they make the pyramids and all these different things. they got good, loud, booming voices, and they're usually pretty burly guys. And like I said, do not read in anything what I'm about to say wrong. This is a what if. And I already know somebody's going to get offended. Take it up with Jesus. Or better yet, won't you have a talk with me after church? 
That way we can work it out. I mean, isn't that the godly way, right? Isn't that how Jesus does stuff? We talk it out. We sit down with the scripture. There was a young man there that had all the sentiments of a girl, if you understand what I'm saying. In the cheerleading squad, the only guy, probably 14 or 15 years old, and I mean he had all the mannerisms of a girl. If you didn't know it was a boy, you would have thought you was looking at a girl. That's okay. That's between him and the Lord. I'm not saying he is anything or he's not, but the thought hit me. What if this is somebody who's living what we see in our society every single day? Well, I identify as a boy or I identify as a girl. What if this is a soul, a precious soul that's never been told about Jesus? We don't say Merry Christmas. We don't put up a nativity. We don't go to church. We don't learn about the Lord. We don't want to know about the Lord. I'm just giving you a what if, okay? Does everybody get that? I'm not saying anything. I'm not judging anybody. I want you to understand what I'm saying. But the picture. What if this is one of those people and they never hear about Jesus? Because you won't be mixed up when you hear about Jesus. Amen? You won't wonder. And there are souls in our community today. If something doesn't change, heaven will not be their home. We don't judge. We love. Judgment is up to God. That's what he gets to do. But he does give us a little wisdom to see some things, right? He gives us the wisdom to come in and talk, you know? He's the wonderful counselor. That's where wisdom comes from, is from God. And I'm going to tell you now, I told you the other week, I'll tell you again. When you start following the Spirit of God, and when you start following the wisdom of God, you are going to be like this with the world. Amen? We don't have to have a debate about anything if Jesus is in the center of it. You know why? Because we're all headed to the same place. The most wonderful moment in, the time, in history time, history's time was the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen? Uh, Lord's telling me to do something now, and I, I'm going to do it anyway. We got to tell his story. We usually ask folks to come up if they need Jesus in their heart. Romans says that if you what? Believe in your heart. And confess with your mouth. What? That Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. How many of us confess Jesus as Lord this morning?
Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Now we got 80 or 90 people sitting in here this morning. And I think everybody's hand went up. You see, if you can't raise your hand in a church, you're probably not going to be, you know, it's something to think about. Not that I'm judging. It's something for me to look at me. I know when I first got saved, I, I went and told people, but I was a little standoffish too. But we got to let people know who Jesus is. And in this Christmas season, we got to let them know about the virgin birth. That means a baby lying in a manger in Bethlehem. Amen. Conceived by God Almighty Himself. He is sinless. His father, you know what? Jesus came and on the morning that He was born, He was as old as His father and older than His mother. Amen? Think about it for a minute. He always was. He always has been. He always will be. He ain't never coming off of the throne. And that's who we serve. That's who we worship. That's who we pray to. Amen. Don't that get you excited? That's who we pray to. And if we'll call in His name, He'll hear us and He'll answer us from heaven. Amen. He will hear us. That's who we serve. That's the baby that we, oh, babies are so cute. But don't ever forget there's coming a day. He's coming as the ruling monarch of this earth. Brothers and sisters, that's when peace shows up. You can walk around in this world with everything going on and you can have a sense of peace in you, but I'm telling you that whenever he does come back and it was prophesied, we're going to be living here and there ain't going to be no trouble. You know why? Because the King of kings and the Lord of lords will be on the throne, be calling the shots, and the devil will already be gone. He don't get any more rain. He don't get any more freedom. He don't get to come and bug us anymore. That's what it's all about. That's what Christmas is about. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Praise the Lord. Eddie, I went long. I got to go longer than April to pay that time back. I was going to try to get 15 minutes a day back. <laughs> Figured I'd have it done by April. I could have the time paid back. But I went another Sunday. I want to invite you this morning, folks. Brother George, you can put a little something. No, no. You got something on your heart to play. You guys want to come, musicians, you guys come. You know what? It's time for us to worship him. And I want to invite you this morning, if there is a need that you have on your heart, there's something you're dealing with, please come. Please come and let us pray with you. Please come and just let the Lord do what it is that he is so wanting to do. That's why he was born. That's why he'd come out of heaven and he put on the coat of flesh and says, I'm going to go down there and take care of business. Amen. Now that's love. Folks, that's love. That is love. I want to invite you to come and pray this morning about anything that you want to pray about. And if you don't want to pray, I want to ask that you worship him. You know why? Because he is the great I am. And the great I am in my book deserves praise. Amen. However you need to do it, however you want to do it, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Raise your hands, clap, run to church. I don't care what you do. Sit there with your eyes closed and just soak in the moment. Let the Holy Spirit do the work that He is dying to do inside of your life right now. Let Him come in and let Him do what the ministry needs to be done. The ministry that needs to happen, let the Holy Spirit do it. Won't you come and pray this morning?